DeChokar vs. McMillan, 2024, ARC App 155. The Arkansas Court of Appeals, in affirming a jury verdict of $5,000 in favor of plaintiff appellant in a motor vehicle collision case, rejected his arguments on appeal that the trial court should have declared a mistrial because of language problems, where no one had asked for an interpreter or objected when the problem arose during trial. Following the verdict, Appellant's counsel filed several motions, including one seeking to reopen the record to obtain the court reporter's tapes, which were denied. Judge Brown explained, quote, In closing argument, Appellant's counsel recognized that he and Appellant had not realized that Appellant's accent could make it difficult for the jury and the court reporter to understand him. Appellant's counsel stated, I don't think I fully understood how much of a problem it could be for y'all and so for the court reporter. And so I want to just ask you to please consider the testimony you did understand. Don't discount it because of that factor. This is his day. Appellant's counsel asked the jury not to hold any difficulties understanding Appellant's accent against his client. Further, the circuit court stated that Appellant's testimony was generally understood by the jury and no member of the jury panel communicated any difficulty in understanding appellant. The circuit court also noted that appellant's counsel did not raise any issues during the trial regarding an inability to understand appellant's testimony. The circuit court found that it was not practical to reopen the record to attempt to summon the return of the jury for further proceedings. End of quote. There was no error in the trial court failing to sua sponte declare a mistrial. Other arguments. Plaintiff argued the amount of recovery was too low, but the jury found otherwise. During the jury trial, plaintiff sought $350,000 in damages for injuries to his wrist, and he had $187,117.97 in medical bills. Physical therapy accounted for $155,553. Quote, Appellant claims that the verdict for damages was too low and incapable of rational explanation. He argues that the jury was instructed that it was required to consider the nature, extent, and duration of appellant's injury, which should include future treatment, pain, and suffering. He further claims that the evidence presented at trial did not show any other potential cause for his injury. Appellant contends that the jury's verdict was grossly inadequate in light of voluminous medical records and bills provided. The jury heard testimony that Appellant received medical care for the injury to his right wrist following the accident from July 2015 until March 2016, when he was released from care by Dr. Schneider. The jury was presented with all of Appellant's medical bills, which reflect that his medical bills through March 2016 totaled $5,059.83. The jury heard the testimony that Appellant then waited over two years before again seeking treatment for his right wrist pain. Dr. Schneider confirmed that Appellant's 2015 MRI and arthrogram of his right wrist showed no evidence of synovitis. Dr. Schneider agreed that in 2015 and 2016, Appellant suffered a sprain of his right wrist. He further confirmed that Appellant's continued symptoms could have been related to his work, typing on a computer for five to six hours each day. Ms. Bishop confirmed that sitting at a computer keyboard exacerbates Appellant's symptoms. 
Doctors Howell and Dalal further testified about the uncertainty of appellant's right wrist pain. Specifically, Dr. Dalal testified that near the end of his treatment, appellant was seeking assistance in linking his wrist issues to his car accident. Dr. Dalal also stated that during appellant's last visit, he wanted Dr. Dalal to change the specific wording of his clinic notes. Dr. Dalal testified that it appeared to him that all the findings related to appellant's wrist pain were degenerative in nature and not a traumatic injury. Dr. DeLaw confirmed that the source of appellant's pain started to get more muddy as time progressed. We hold that the jury was presented with substantial evidence to suggest that appellant's medical treatment and bills beginning in 2018 were unrelated to his 2015 motor vehicle accident with Appalee. As such, the circuit court did not act improvidently, thoughtlessly, or without due consideration in refusing to grant appellant's motion for new trial. End of quote. Offer of Judgment There was an offer of judgment under Arkansas Rule of Civil Procedure 68 for $46,069, but plaintiff rejected it. Following the $5,000 unanimous jury verdict, defendant moved for $11,474.75, which included expert witness costs and expenses, which the trial court granted, with the plaintiff ending up owing defendant $6,474.75. The Court of Appeals considered and rejected appellate arguments that the offer of judgment was not a bona fide offer and too low in light of the medical costs. Quote, Appellant argues that the circuit court erred in awarding costs to appellee pursuant to Arkansas Rule of Civil Procedure 68. He argues that Appley's offer of $46,069 in November 2019 was not a bona fide offer because the later total of his medical bills exceeded $187,000. Appellant contends he had no reasonable basis to settle the litigation against Appley in November 2019 in light of the extent of Appellant's medical bills at the time of the offer and Appellant's continuing treatment for his right wrist pain. Appellant argues that the circuit court erred in concluding that Appellee provided sufficient proof of the reasonableness of his costs. Appellant further claims that it is not possible to determine the prevailing party pursuant to Arkansas Rule of Civil Procedure 68 until a new trial is conducted. Appellee argued below that Appellant's medical bills following the accident from July 2015 through March 2016 totaled only $5,059.83. We hold that Appley's offer of judgment in the amount of $46,069 complied with the requirements of Rule 68. Appley's offer clearly exceeded appellant's medical bills of $5,059.83, which Appley conceded were related to the accident, plus costs then accrued. We further hold that appellant failed to adequately develop his argument disputing the reasonableness of the circuit court's award of appellee's cost and fees on appeal. End of quote. End of decision.